What's good, Cowboy Nation? This is your boy, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy, and this is the Real Talk Cowboy Show. Welcome. Tonight we have a decent lineup for you all. Um, I have Stargazer. She'll be joining me soon, um, and we're going to talk about the draft and much more. How you all doing out there? And welcome. I'm your boy, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy, and um, I'm your new and upcoming Dallas Cowboy content creator here on your social media waves. Um, if you all do me a favor, like and share. Once again, like and share this live. Invite all the people into this, what I call the Grown and Sexy Cigar Lounge. Here in the Grown and Sexy, sexy Cigar Lounge, want you to come in, have a seat, get your cigars ready, your drink of choice, relax, and let's talk this football talk, this Dallas Cowboy football talk, folks. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Happy Tuesday to you all. Hey, look, I noticed last time that um, I stated that I have a new platform, which was... Um, which was, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank here, you all, um, was on a podcast, right? I'm on a podcast, but guess what? Now your boy, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy, is on Patreon. So you all go over there on Patreon and follow me over there. I have content over there as well. Um, but for a subscription of $5, uh, you would get some exclusive uh, footage and news and content that none other... None of the no other platform that I'm on will see just for five dollars a month. You get that exclusive uh content over there in Patreon. So go over there and search for Mr. Real Talk Cowboy and follow me. It's free to follow me. You'll get uh content over there as well. But for five dollars a month, you will get exclusive content that no other platforms that I'm on will get. So go over there and follow me. So if you're on Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok, go follow your boy, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy, right? I appreciate you all. Again, like, share, comment. Like I always say, I'm your host and you all are my co-host, right? So tonight, again, we'll be talking with Stargazer. And we're going to talk about uh, we're going to have draft recap with her as well as talking about 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 I'm a little tongue tied tonight. Right. But we're going to talk about anything else uh, that we have on our mind to talk about or bring you that we feel is beneficial to you all here about our beloved Dallas Cowboys. Again, welcome to the Grown and Sexy Cigar Lounge. Come in, have a seat. Relax. And let's talk this Dallas Cowboy football talk. And once again, I'm your host, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy, the newest and latest upcoming Dallas Cowboy content creator on your social media waves. That's right. And as I uh, stated earlier, that I am now on Patreon. Again, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy is on Patreon. Y'all go on over there and follow me over there. And, uh, you know, like as I stated as well, um, it's free to follow me. You'll get content over there as well. But if you want that exclusive content, footage, etc., 
you can subscribe for $5 a month. That's right, just $5 a month. And you will get that exclusive content. I don't know about you all, but I am so excited and I can't wait till the football season starts. I cannot wait. Um, time is just going by so slow. Like after the draft, in between the draft and um and, and the, the, the practices leading up to preseason, it just seems like it's so long. And if you look back, it seemed like it's so fast between the Super Bowl and the draft. I know during that time, you know, you'll feel like, man, this is slow. It's nothing to look at or do. But to me, it seemed like it's so fast looking back on it. But here comes this slow part that just drives me crazy. I feel like it just drags on from after the draft until, you know, practices start to gear up to preseason games. Um, I can't wait. Um, and not to jump into the content that we're going to give you all tonight, but I feel like we uh, had a pretty solid uh, draft. It wasn't sexy, as Mike McCarthy stated. But, hey, um, I think our first round was needed. Uh, we haven't been able to stop the run in a while, and if you – uh, think back over the last two uh, playoff games, um, you know, against the Rams and then against the 49ers, we could have used a great defensive uh, tackle to plug that middle um, because back when the Rams played us two years ago, they had their way running all over us, right? Um, and so just, you know, excited to get uh, Mizey Smith uh, in, uh, I feel one of the strongest uh, defensive linemen in the draft this year. Uh, if you all haven't seen, um, I posted on some of uh, my social media platforms where him bench pressing was uh, very impressive. Um, and he was the only one that got that many reps with that amount of weight on it, right? And so, yeah. I'm just so excited. I, I can't wait. Can't wait to my girl Stargazer join us. Um, she is a Dallas Cowboy content creator as well. Um, and she's not uh, just watching and looking. She knows her stuff, you all. Yes, she knows her stuff. And that's what I, I like about her. Um, she's not just talking the talk, but she knows exactly what she's talking about. Hey, if you all haven't already done so, go follow her on her social media platforms. It's Stargazers Sports. Again, that's Stargazers Sports. And also, if you haven't uh, followed me, please do so. Mr. Real Talk Cowboy on all your social media platforms. Um, and also, as I stated, uh, the Real Talk Cowboy Show on your podcast, on any of the platforms you receive your podcast from go search follow and subscribe to that platform and also now on patreon mr real talk cowboy going over there to patreon and follow and subscribe for five dollars a month where you will receive exclusive uh exclusive footage and content that none of the other followers will receive 
Because of your $5 donation a month, you will receive exclusive content. Yes. Yes, you receive exclusive content. Be going up here and see. Again, thank you all for watching and tuning in. I appreciate every one of you for tuning in. Um, again, please go subscribe to all of my social media platforms, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. Why my hat seem like it's crooked? Maybe it's the way this camera and I'm sitting, right? But yeah, let, let's go on with the show. And like I said, uh, Stargazer will be joining us soon. Um, but yeah, so um, one thing I bring up, um, them Philadelphia Eagles love picking on Micah Parsons. I believe he was at a game uh, and he had a Philly jersey on. I can't remember what type of Philly jersey. I don't know if it was a football jersey. I wouldn't think so. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, I just remember glancing through that uh, and they was like, oh, he wants to be a Philadelphia Eagle fan so bad and this and that. They want that man so bad. Every time he do something, he can be in Philly going to a game and they will mention, hey, he wants to be a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Hey, Eagles, calm down. Calm down. You won your first Super Bowl and it took you almost 60 years to win that. Uh, and, and now you think you're the stuff. You just went and lost. So to eat some humble pie, sit down and relax. You know, yes, you did make it further than our beloved Dallas Cowboys. But hey, you're just the first, first, first to be last, right? You lost. You didn't win. I give it to you. Yes, you didn't win your Super Bowl within the last 10 years. And my Cowboys haven't won since 1996. Okay, I get it. But guess what? You had all of those years to catch up and you couldn't, right? So shut up and sit down. Yes, that's to all of you Philadelphia Eagles, Sheagles, whatever you call yourself, right? I'm tired of you all picking on us. We run the show. Yes, we may not have had a Super Bowl within the last 10 years, but hey, we run the NFC East, and don't you forget that, right? But yeah, they 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 love picking on my boy Michael Parsons, right? But um, I don't know if you all have listened in and saw where uh, Michael Parsons is going to be playing defensive end. Uh, that's going to be his permanent spot right now. Um, he is not with the team. Um, he is out um, training on his own and, and, from my understanding, gaining some muscle so that he can effectively play the position he want to play, and that's defensive end. Um, with the pickup of uh, Overshawn, um, I feel like we should be good. Um, the defensive tackle we picked up, Smith, Mozzie Smith, he will be able to create enough attention that it would allow Parson and Overshawn uh, and the rest of the team uh, to go in and, and do what they need to do, right? Um, and so I'm just so ecstatic, and I can't wait to our season start, right? Uh, and also, again, not to jump in front of the show, but um, 
I remember when we were going through the draft live, I went and looked up after uh, picking up that tight end in the second round. I went and looked and saw where they had already placed him as the starting tight end. What do you all feel about that? What do you all feel that, like, uh, what do you, how do you all feel them placing that rookie tight end as the starting tight end? Um, I'm going to tell you my feeling is that I was good with Ferguson, right? And I kind of didn't like, and I still don't like, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's just my opinion. I don't think we needed a tight end at the second round. Um, but then again, I also don't know the plans uh, that the Dallas Cowboys have for running uh, their plays. They could go to the three set tight end um, like they once were running. Um, and so like, I don't know. And so, like I said, I can not like something, but also once I'm proven wrong or proven why they done what they done, uh, then I'm able to change my mind. Right. And so, but I didn't like that second pick. Um, and then I also felt maybe this was their guy. Right. But I also felt if you knew you was going to pick a tight end, why not trade up and get the best tight end of that position? Again, this is just my thought process and my feelings. Maybe they felt like this was the best tight end for their offense, right? Because every player is not for every offense. And I, and I have to come to an understanding of that. So me wanting, let's see, Michael Myers, right? He might not have fit our offense. Um, so that's why maybe they didn't, you know, trade up to get him. Um, but me knowing what we've done in the off season has helped calm me down first of all because i'll be like what are you doing right but those two big off season transactions um were needed and it showed me that our front office and jj who is jerry jones i call him jj um wants to win right he wants to win and he wants to win now um I guess I'm one of those ones that's been spoiled. Um, born in 1980, born a Dallas Cowboy fan because my daddy was a Dallas Cowboy fan. My mama was a Dallas Cowboy fan. So I had no choice, right? And even if I have a, had a choice, I would still be a Dallas Cowboy fan. But I didn't see the back-to-back -back Super Bowls, how we were good in the 90s. Um, it just spoiled me, right? But I want more. I want another one. Right. And I know a lot of people say, hey, you know, your thinking is stinking like every season. I expect my boys. I expect and want them to make it to the Super Bowl. Right. And of course, that doesn't happen. But my expectation is set high. Why is it set high? Because I know what my franchise has been through. Some people haven't been to a. Uh, a Super Bowl at all, right? But for your team to dominate the way they did in the 90s uh, and went to multiple Super Bowls, it messes with your, I ain't going to say messes with your, but your expectation becomes different than some teams that haven't been there at all, right? And like I said, some teams only have one Super Bowl. Some teams have none. Um, but yeah, you know, just that, you know, my expectation every year is high. And of course, once the season goes on and you see how they plan, you'll get a feeling of like where they are, where they're going to be, um, if they're capable. Um, and then sometimes you can't even uh, see that because 
you know, your team could be playing just like just holding on, right? Uh, but once they make it to that playoffs, it's a different story. Um, it's a it's a different story, right? Um, hey, hey, Stargazer, I'm so sorry that um, you know, different time zones. Please forgive me. I should have said Eastern Standard Time. Um, but I think you're over there in the central standard time. Please forgive me. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I lost my train of thought, right? But you know, my expectation of said high, and like oh, like I was saying, you know, your team can like just be holding on by a thread, but make it into that uh playoff, uh, the playoff games, every team is zero and zero, and your team gets more adrenaline. Uh, the thought process change and they become a better team sometimes. Um, I think back to that year when the Giants um, ended up beating the Patriots um, for the Super Bowl. They wasn't all that good during the regular season. But when they uh, uh, got in the playoffs, man, they were a totally different team. So, you know. Just because you, you know, not so good in the regular season, but if you could just make that playoffs, anything can happen, right? Anything could happen. So, yeah, like I said, my expectations may be high, um, but I'm a realist. And, you know, once the season starts, you know, I will get a feel of what's going on and what my team will look like this year. But yeah, um, I just feel like um, we have put a lot of great pieces together. Like I said, with the off season as well as with the draft. Um, I'm still wondering uh, how long it's going to take Tony Pollard to return back to his normal self uh, and get out there and continue doing what he was doing before his injury uh, against the 49ers, right? So I'm waiting to see that. Um, yeah, so I'm just waiting to see that. But um, once he comes back, um, like we have the uh, I have Deuce Vaughn uh, for running back. He's a fast uh, speedster. Um, him back there with the other pickups that we got. Um, excuse me, doing uh, the off seasons to help with the running back room. Ooh, excuse me. I, I think we'll be okay, right? I think we'll be okay. Um, I know people have been asking me, hey, how do you feel about them cutting Zeke? Um, I would say this, man. Um, Zeke has been taking a pounding for quite some time now. Um, since he's been in the league, man, he's been a hard runner for us. I mean, getting doing the doing the necessary things to get yards, touchdowns, and help our team win, right? So he it like any running back man that's been in the league for quite some time and running the way he does, takes a beating, right? He's always taking a beating. Of course, he's not younger anymore. He has lost a step with his speed, but I still feel that um he can get you that short yardage that you need, um, that one or two yardage. Um, also feel that um, down there on the goal line, um, he can get you that touchdown. Um, 
with Tony Pollard, he's much smaller. So me, if I was an offensive coordinator, I wouldn't call too many plays with him trying to stuff the middle coming out of the backfield. Um, unless you feel like you have a darn good line that's going to, you know, win at the point of attack and push uh, to get him in there. Um, but, you know, me personally, I would be, you know, going to those outsides and those three tight end sets, um, tosses on the outside because he's so quick. Um, but, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. Like I said, we got uh, rid of Kellen Moore. Um, and now we have a new offensive coordinator coming from Seattle Seahawks. So we'll see how this goes. Like I said, I'm just so excited and I can't wait until the season starts. I can't wait. So you all talk to me. I see you all watching from YouTube, uh, from Facebook. How you all feeling out there? And of course, yes, I see that um, my um, my little pains has, hasn't changed yet because when I started off, it was Real Talk Cowboy, but I have changed it now. It's uh, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. So I have to make those changes. Um, as a matter of fact, let me hit my graphic designer up right now and say, hey, what's going on? I need that stuff changed ASAP. Oh, let's see. Overlays, I keep calling them pains. Um, it's overlays. Yeah, so I just uh, sent my graphic designer a message saying I need that ASAP. So by the next time I go live, the correct information will be on the screen. Yes, been a little busy here lately. Um, just doing some back-end stuff. We're getting Patreon ready um, and things like that. So... Yeah. And yeah, but I'm back, you all. Had to get that straight. I'm looking down at the bottom and I see my old handles, the social media handles down there. And I'm like, that is not right. I had changed it to Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. But yeah, I'm back. Again, I see you all watching YouTube, Facebook. 
you all talk to me. Tell me where you're watching from. Where are you watching Mr. Real Talk Cowboy from? Uh, of course, I'm here in Virginia. Yes, I'm close to Washington, D.C. D.C. stands for Dallas Cowboys. I do not like the Washington Commanders, Redskins, Wolverines, Washington football team, whatever their name is. I do not like them. I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all fun. It, it is all fun. Uh, I think the rival with the fans makes football even more fun than what it is, right? Um, I argue all the time with my family members that are commander fans. Um, of course, we never see eye to eye. And they always got some kind of uh, so, something to say, just like those uh, Beagle fans. I mean, Eagle fans, uh, they're starting to smell themselves and, and, and are taking shots at us because they didn't want a Super Bowl now. And then also uh, went to the Super Bowl last year, but didn't win. But but let me say this, right? Um, I Like I said, here in this show, I keep it 100, no watered down content, right? I will say this. I love what the Eagles franchise front office is doing. I love it. They're putting the pieces around Jalen Hurts um, to secede. Um, and in the draft, even though they just came from losing a Super Bowl, you would have thought they didn't even go to the Super Bowl last year with all the moves, uh, the trade, and everything they were doing. Um during the draft, like it showed that they won it, right? And they're just doing something that every organization should look at. Like, hey, let's put pieces around it, right? Let's invest. If we going to invest this big money in our quarterback, we need to put pieces around them, right? And that's why I was upset with JJ in the front office, um, not last year, but the year before when they let Amari Cooper go. Um, I felt that you know, you're telling Dak, hey, we trust you. We want you here. We believe in you, and we're going to win with you. But then you take weapons away from him instead of adding. They took him away and never put anybody to replace him. Um, I just thought that was so crazy, right? Um, but, hey, J.J. and the boys have redeemed themselves. They're starting to put pieces around him, not only on offense but on defense as well, right? Um, so, hey, you all out there, let me know how the quality of the sound is. Um, I, I want to check that out, right? Let me know the quality of the sound. But, yeah, so to me, they're starting to put the pieces around Dak and the whole entire team, right? Not just only on offense, but on defense as well. So th that's what I do like, and um, I commend the front office. Uh, for doing so, because I was very upset with them when they let Amari Cooper go for little or nothing. And you can't tell me it was about the money because we had money, right? So, yeah, that, that's just my thought process on that one there. Yep. Yeah, so 
can't wait to football season. You all tell me, um, what do you, where do you see us? What do you see us doing this year? Do you see us making the playoffs? Do you see us making the Super Bowl? Do you see us not making the the playoffs? And um, if you say you don't see us making the playoffs, uh, something is wrong with you. And why I say something is wrong with you, I question your fanship, right? Because we're supposed to believe no matter what. Um, now, if you really, really concerned and don't believe, then we need to talk about that. I want to get your perspective and why you feel the way you feel. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is entitled to their opinion. We're never going to look at you any different for having your own opinion. Um, but I would want to just understand better. Why do you think or feel the way you do? Um, again, because I feel that, um, I feel that, um, you know, we should always think or feel our beloved Dallas Cowboys are going to do great things. Right. Uh, and if you don't feel that way, I, I want to want your honest opinion and why you feel the way you feel. Right. Like I said, this is the grown and sexy lounge and we respect everybody's opinion. We're even respect. Respectfully respect any commanders, Eagles, Giants, or any other team, right? We'll talk about it because we love football, right? We still don't mean that we like their team, but we we can agree to disagree, right? Yeah, we can agree to disagree. We're grown men and women that love football, and it so happened that we root for different teams i got something for you for you all and i'm pretty sure uh my boy my cousin my fam mr pierre johnson he'll be on here soon checking in he's a commanders fan um and this question is driven off of what he always say to me if I'm going to root for the Dallas Cowboys, I need to go live down there in Dallas, Texas. Why I had to pick a team so far away is not the home team. This and that. I need somebody to show me the rules of being a football team fan. And show me where it says you have to be the home team fan. Wherever you live at, you have to pick the closest team to you to be a fan. Um, because that is bull shakalak or whatever you want to call it. It's nowhere stated. They only use that against us. I know I'm here. I'm from Virginia. And we have several people that are Eagle fans, other team fans. But you never, you will never see a commander fan go to an Eagle fan and say, hey, why don't you move to Philly if you want to be a Philadelphia Eagle fan? You're supposed to pick the home team, and you went and picked the Eagles. You don't hear them saying none of that. But let it be a Dallas Cowboy fan, and that's the first card they will want to pull against us. Why don't you go down there and live in Texas since you want to be a Dallas Cowboy fan? I don't want to hear that. Make up something else and stop using that same old dragged out uh excuse driven uh 
hit that you try to tick on us for being Dallas Cowboy fans. And Mr. Pierre Johnson, I hope you're watching. And if you're not watching yet, uh, when you get on, I hope you go back and watch it. This one's for you, buddy. What are your commanders going to do this year? Talk to me. Hey. Uh, maybe my next show or the show after, I'm going to do a raffle um, and give away one of these cups. I use this cup all the time, especially on my shows. You know, it has the top where you can slide it up and down. It's real good. And as you can see, I'm in the grown and sexy lounge and I'm sipping on some tea. Sip, sipping on some tea. Sip, sip, sipping, sip, sipping on some tea. <laughs> yes, sipping on some tea out of my cowboy cup. Yep. Real talk. You got to be ashamed of yourself. All as you is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real talk, you got to be should be ashamed of yourself. Sipping on some tea on a Tuesday night on the Real Talk Cowboy Show. But yeah, you know, I just have fun with the guys talking smack about football. You know, I know a big thing coming up too is um that a lot of players, well, not a lot, but several players have been busted for betting. Um, that's becoming a real big thing now, you know. They want to get in on them bets, and it's very tempting. But, of course, you know, you plan for the league. You can't do that because, you know, you just can't do that. It's the rules. Um, so, yeah. It missed the nasty kind. That's right. That's right. You can't do that. As the man says, Mr. Nasty Time. Leave that to the to the fans to bet. Um, and I tell you right now, um, I'm going to be endorsing uh, a, a betting um, app here soon. But real talk, I don't like betting because I don't like losing money, right? So um, I just don't like putting up money. I know that I would want to win the money. That's just like lottery. I would want to win the money. But I just don't want to lose any money. And look, we have here, we have Stargazer coming on in. I'm going to add her up here and wait for her to come on. Well, yeah, I know you have to play in order to win. And I just don't like losing money, right? So I don't know, folks. Y'all, y'all bear with me as I try to find a way to bet. <laughs> Yeah, without losing my money, but also win. Hello. Stargazer, how you doing? Good. I'm trying to figure out why it's not showing my camera. Okay. Y'all give me a second. Oh, I know why. It's because it's on my... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Sorry. No, you good. You good. I when. I was on here and I saw your text. I was like, oh my goodness, I forgot to tell yeah, you. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I went through, checked their messages. I was like, we never talked about the time zone, but that's okay. I'm here now. Hey, everybody, how you guys doing? Yes, um, welcome. Me... Welcome, welcome, Stargaze. I told everyone that is watching so far about you'll be joining and I'll let you, 
you know, give your own proper uh, introduction uh, and, you know, shout out your your cash app, your, your social media platform, <laughs> everyone can follow. OK, so go okay. ahead and the floor. 100 percent. Um, hey, guys, my name is Stargazer. Um, my platform is Stargazer Sports, but I'm Stargazer, but I just go by Star for short. Um, you guys can follow me. I'm on most platforms, although I'm not on TikTok yet, but I will get on there soon. But I, I am on Instagram at Stargazer underscore sports. I'm on Twitter at the Stargazer, uh, but it the gazer, instead of an E, it's a three, and then it's two R's at the end. And I'm on Facebook at Stargazer Sports Media, and I'm on YouTube as Stargazer Sports. So uh, as I said, I'm so glad uh, to be here today with Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. Um, hopefully we get into some things um, about uh, Cowboys Nation. It's your time. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining the Stargazer. So I've just been talking about any and everything, touch bases on a draft, but, um, you know, okay. we want to do a recap, you know, um, I spoke right. with you uh, and said, let's let's do a draft recap. Don't want to, you know, hurt the folks because I know they probably draft out from most of <laughs> us cowboy content creators. But yeah, yeah, right? yes, yes. And I told them this part of the time from the ending of the draft until, you know, the, the practices start uh, getting prepared for preseason. It seems so long. Right. Uh, right. And so, you know, we want to make sure we just, you know, hit a recap of the draft Absolutely. and see how you feel about the draft and our picks uh as well as what i feel right so i'm gonna right. let you go first uh how do you how do you feel about the draft overall and then we can go and dissect each draft after that um so overall um i feel pretty good about the draft now um on draft night i probably was feeling like just throwing a rough grade out there that it was probably like a C, you know, C, mm -hmm. C minus maybe. Um, but as I delved more into the guys that we drafted, because, you know, I can be transparent. I didn't watch film on over. I didn't watch much film on Overshone. Didn't watch film on Luke. Um, I didn't even know Luke was a prospect. So that's on me because initially when I started my whole draft process, I go to like the main, um, I guess draft websites like draft NFL draft buzz and stuff like that. And, you mm -hmm. know, of course you listen to the draft gods and PFF and stuff through, um, where they tell you the prospects to keep an eye out on. Um, mm -hmm. And so Luke was just not on my list. So that's my fault. Um, but also like awesome. Uh, Valami or he just wants to go by junior, junior Fehoko. So a lot mm -hmm. of these prospects, of course, I did not, research them or watch the film on them before we drafted them so when i'm seeing other prospects there you know like drew sanders you know seeing prospects like eli ricks i was upset because we took that corner before deuce Vaughn, and deuce Vaughn was my number one running back so i was like just to think that we could have missed out on deuce Vaughn to get this cornerback so it was just a lot of those thoughts but now I, I'm up. I did my draft review um, on my channel on YouTube, and I give my our draft a, a B plus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. a B plus. Yeah. Got it. And I fall in the same category. Um, doing my pre-draft uh, picks, 
uh, a lot of these guys didn't even show up on mine, and I didn't. I missed them. I didn't see them. Just like Luke. right. I'm like, where did he come from? I yeah, just no all. idea. Had nobody had no idea who. <laughs> well, I won't yeah. say nobody. There were some that did, but most, you know, didn't really know or didn't think. Maybe not so much the the con the content creator community did not know, but he wasn't high, I guess, mm -hmm. on people's draft boards. <laughs> Got it. So since yeah. we there, since we there, how do you feel about our second round pick? Because I'm kind of like. I was like, I'm not going to say upset. I just didn't feel like we needed a tight end because I felt that Ferguson and Hendershot uh, could do, could carry the team at that mm -hmm. tight end position because they was a rookie last year and now they're going into their second year. But then right. I start to watch some of our friends, um, West Coast Cowboy and, and JC Cowboy and things like that and how they right. stated that, you know, maybe they want to go back to that three set tight end. And so then mm -hmm. I had me thinking like, hey, maybe that's why. So now I have to take a step back and like maybe it's a reason for that. So how how would you how do you feel about that, about Luke being drafted in the second round? So. When I went through and looked at the pre the prospects that were there, there were there was Drew Sanders, as I said before, who that was my guy I wanted us to pick. But then there was also um, Jalen Hyatt there. I believe for some, they're like Josh Downs and things like that. So when you look and then remember that the tight end run went at the top of the second. So all the high end tight ends literally flew off the board. So do I think that picking Luke was a reach? Yes, slightly. I don't think it was a significant reach because most people had him graded in the third, right? Mm -hmm. either third round or top of the fourth we picked at the bottom of the second which is essentially like a third um so we reached on him but not too much and when you consider how the tight end run went you know he wasn't going to be there at the bottom of the third yeah. so we kind of had to do a slight reach to get him now when i watched his film i realized that he has elite blocking skills um which goes beyond just oh he's a good blocker because there's a difference between i have elite blocking skills or he's a good blocker for a tight end so mm -hmm. there are those in that category like ferguson for instance he's a good blocker for a tight end he's a pretty good blocker he finishes right uh, I watched film on Kittle when he was coming out. He was like the same way he finished guys, but they, they're not technicians because I mean, they're not really asked to do that or they weren't asked to do that in their respective colleges. Correct. But when you have somebody like Luke, Luke is a technician. Like what I see him do blocking wise is almost O-lineman ish. So if not O-lineman ish. So I think when you get a, a tight end of that caliber, with that skill set, it just shows that obviously we're going to be running some 12, you know, 12, 13 personnel right. in order for those things to really sell. And for, in order for you to be able to set up defenses and things like that, you have to be able to run out of those sets, right? Cause you want it to look when you do 12 and 13 personnel, it looks like a run, but obviously you can pass out of those sets too. So, when you compare his blocking ability and then his upside as a pass catcher, 
because I remember when I was watching film, I thought his get off was like super fast, like very fluid, basically is the best way I can um, describe it to you. Kind of felt like when I was watching his film, like it was sped up <laughs> how quickly he was getting off the line. So I'm like, dang, he gets off the line pretty fast. So I think when you, like I said, take the blocking ability, then you compare it or you pair it with his upside as a pass catcher, um, which he did some pass catching in college, but Obviously, I think he was brought brought here because of the blocking ability and to and compete for tight end two. Um, but I'm with you as well. Very high on Ferguson. I don't really see him beating out Ferguson unless somehow during these OTAs he takes just a major step forward in pass catching, knows the playbook, things like that. Then that will really push Ferguson because he is a better blocker than Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But I think right now he's really competing with Hendershot for that tight end two position because Hendershot is a great pass catcher, but he's not that great pass blocking. So, uh, that you know, that's my overall feelings on Luke. I think I ended up grading the pick after research like a B plus. So yeah. I, I couldn't give it an A, but I can give it a solid B plus because I think he's going to be able – obviously Mike drafted him for a reason, which means he's going to be used – in blocking, you know, like I said, the different personnel packages. Yeah, yes. And so I agree. Like I said um, earlier, I don't know if I said it on here, but you're right. At the top of the second uh, the second round, a lot of tight ends were starting to go. And, and you're right. Right. Yeah, They're flying right. off the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they was like, hey, let me hurry up and get our guy. And I also told the people here that, um, you know, Every tight end or every person is not fit for every offense, right? So right. You know, we had those two, uh, you know, well-known uh, tight ends uh, that one went in the first round, I believe, and then Michael Meyer went early in the second round. They're good, right? right? But they might yep. not have been for our offense, you know, and what we're trying yep. to do. So every player yep. is different and every offense is different, and you have to find that person that will fit into the offense that will work for our offense, right? Right, right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, that's what Luke is. He was obviously for us to pick him that high. He's obviously a need in our offense, you know, and that's what I was kind of trying to get through to people. Cause I was like, do y'all think, you know, Mike would just pick a tight end for, excuse my language, but shits and giggles. Like he didn't just pick a tight end just to just, just so he can have his pick. Like, these are grown men with skins on the wall, Super Bowl winning coaches. Like, obviously, if they if they have a pick in mind, it's because they they need that pick, or you know, and they have a plan for them. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of people were missing that. Um, focused so much on didn't know them or I wasn't high on them and stuff like that, but not thinking. Well, obviously, if our head coach is now over calling plays, if he picked him or you know put his cojones on the line for him. I mean, obviously he's got a plan for him so right. absolutely right. i agree i agree with you 100 percent. and and i would be the first one to say um i was one of the ones that did not do my homework and i was very upset <laughs> at the pick but as time right. go on listening to you like you said looking at film and understanding taking a step back and understanding how like the tight ends were starting to go off the board at the second round I'm more at ease now, right? Um, but right. I wasn't. And I think, I guess me, I, I 
I wanted a sexier draft. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, who doesn't? Who doesn't draft. want a sexy? Who doesn't want Drew Sanders, Jalen Hyatt? You know who doesn't want those? Who yeah. doesn't want all the guys, all the draft, all the hype draft picks? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Those are guys course. that were super hyped. You know, like yeah. Drew Sanders, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Down, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, all of these guys are guys that were super high. It was on everybody's draft board. So, of course, you want your team to draft them. Some yeah. people even wanted Nolan Smith. I personally didn't wasn't looking, you know, out for Nolan Smith. I watched them on him, but I was like, we, I mean, we're, when is he going to play? But there were some people pissed that we passed up on Nolan Smith in the first round and, and took Mozzie instead. So, people are <laughs> – I, you know, as I said, I'm like, listen, we all put a, a lot of hard work in the draft season. Yeah. So everybody wants to see their picks come off the, the the guys that they researched. They want those. They want your you want your team to pick those guys. So, yeah, well, I didn't do much work in the draft because I was too busy setting up my platform. But uh, I promise to yeah. do much more work and better work come the next draft around. I saw you did the you, but you did draft show like you did draft each draft day, didn't you? Yes, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, so I that's also that's also super awesome. I wish I had known. I would have popped up on your platform and, and, and chatted with you during draft. But anyway, hey, you can keep going. <laughs> let's, let's start. Look, whenever I'm on, um, I don't have a set time to go on, but whatever you see me on, pop on and come on up. Um, Absolutely. You know, now, I'm, now I'm always going to be popping up on your platform. So You, you do that. You know, do that. know that for sure. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, let's get to our number, our first round pick, Mozzie Smith. Uh, this oh, one yeah. I felt that it was sexy and it was needed, right? Um, because Absolutely. the last two playoff games with against the Rams and then against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, um, they've just been running up the middle on us, and we haven't had a, a defensive tackle to stuff that middle in a long time. So, how Absolutely. do you feel about this pick? Yeah, with Mozzie, I was a hundred percent over the moon about just like you. I was with you over the moon about the pick because, like you said, we hadn't addressed defensive tackle uh, in the first round since 1991. Yeah. So uh, we've never invested in, in that. Has been you know one of our Achilles' heels for years. Yes. Is we cannot stop the run, and you know some people are saying, well. Uh, us being 22nd, you know, in stopping the run, it's not that big of a deal because in like DVOA, you know, the stat nerds, they start throwing all these stats <laughs> at you. We actually finished fifth and all this stuff. But I'm like, guys, uh-huh. not having a nose tackle, not having guys that can sustain and hold their blocks and push back the pocket has killed us, yes. <laughs> has literally killed us. It killed us in 2018, yes. right, versus the Rams. Yes. Killed us. Uh, the running game in the 2021, we could not stop the run. That's right. That's why we made all of our defensive tackles bulk up. You know, everybody gained weight. Osa put on 15 pounds of uh Put yeah, put on 15 pounds of muscle. Neville bulked up because they try to move Neville to one take and all of this stuff. Like yeah, yeah. they try to do all all of these experiments. Movement made Chauncey gain about 15 pounds of muscle because they wanted to kick him inside. So and still we you know um, who did I watch? I watched earlier. I don't know if you guys know, but he's another 
content creator, DM, DMV. Um, D and he, he said DMV. Yeah, DMV. Okay, I'm gonna check him out. He, yeah, DMV fanatic. He is, he put out a breakdown, and I thought that was awesome. I need to. So I'm shouting him out here. I'm gonna shout him out on my Twitters as well because I watched his video and he did a breakdown, basically like how Mozzie should be used. But in that breakdown, he also showed film on how our how our defensive line, like even though we love Osa and we, you know, people on the bubble about Neville, but people love, you know, Chauncey Golson. When we went up against the Eagles, when we went up against dominant offensive lines, we were getting pushed off the ball. Yes, we were. The yes, Eagles we were. were destroying us off the ball. Like, uh, so when you have a guy, that's why, you know, I don't know if y'all saw, but when we picked Mozzie, Michael was like, no more QB sneak and all this stuff because – do you know, like, it's just humiliating, you know what I'm saying? When, like, you know, like, a t somebody can do something to you, but there's, like, nothing you can do about it. And, like, that's pretty much what has been happening to us for years. Like, we just been getting ran through like yes. a cheap, you know, cheap hooker <laughs> on the side of the street. So, it's like, we needed help. We needed help. So, yeah. Mozzie, with his Super Hulk strength, should be able to help us, you know, based on what we saw on film, you know, he should be able to help us off the run, but also have um, an upside for pass rush. Yes, yes. Um, and it was reported that he was the strongest defensive lineman out of that draft class. Um, yeah, he and absolutely I'm was. Yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure people have seen some of the film where he was bent pressing and hopping up the steps and things like that. <laughs> Law Nation even put out video of that as well. So, yeah, yep. Um, yep. I, I'm very excited because I feel like with his presence, it should mm -hmm. be able to allow uh, Micah to, to eat and do his thing right. on the end, as well as uh, uh, the, the linebackers as well, right? So hopefully right. that will help everybody, uh, you know, be able to eat more with him in that middle and with his strength, you know, plugging up that middle and, and stopping that run up the middle a lot. Right. I, I agree with you 100%. And I think also um, Law uh, Nation had mentioned this as well. He was like, having Mozzie in the room is going to also push Big Bo, right? Because yeah. Big Bo started off the season uh, doing fairly well, but like after he got injured, he kind of tailed off. And mm -hmm. so having a guy like Mozzie, who obviously they play the same position, it's going to push him to even get his weight up and be better. But mm -hmm. um. Our coach, uh, our defensive line coach, Aiden Dirty, um, it was right after we picked Mozzie. He was on Cowboys' uh, YouTube channel on the draft show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was saying how Mozzie's swagger is just, like, super infectious. So mm -hmm. his his whole demeanor is just going to really do something for the defense because they never – they know how important it is to have a big guy in the middle, you know, and they haven't had that. So uh, I, th I think, you know, everybody's going to be pumped uh, yeah. or everybody already is. Uh, excited to already have, is. <laughs> yeah. Just have Mozzie in the building. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and best believe teams going to think twice and, and have a game plan for him because they know, you know, his strength and, and how much he can, you know, uh, affect a game, you know, Absolutely. They they they've seen it. They've saw they saw what he did to Ohio State line. They saw that. <laughs> they saw what he did to Steve Avila. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. People people see that that that's on film. So yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we we definitely we ready we ready over here with Mozzie. It's gonna definitely yeah. it's gonna elevate. This was the the missing piece that our defense needed. Yes. So yeah. I I really expect our defense to finish. You know, I our defense should finish top of the league this year. Yes. Top five at the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how I feel. That's how it better be. I say it like that. Yes. yes we better be finishing top five. I feel the same way. I feel the yeah. same way. So that brings us into pick number three, Overshawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that this was a great pick, um, and it, we needed it because if we look back last year, how we were using our safeties and bringing them up, playing like linebackers. And if you remember or not, both of them got hurt last year doing yep, that. They sure you know? did. They sure yeah, did. So, how do you feel about this pick and how do you feel about Overshawn? And I will say I haven't watched any film on him yet. So okay. I am like completely lost about him. Lost about him. Okay. So with Overshawn, now I ended up after the draft, I still gave the pick a C. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I gave him a C because I see why Dan Quinn picked him. He is uh, very physical He's he's fast, you know what I'm saying? Like he, and that's what Dan Quinn loves, fast and physical, right? So he's fast, he's super fast. I think he ran like a four, low four five. Hmm. Um, so he's fast for a, for a linebacker. Right? I'm not talking about he's like four, Micah, like four three, but <laughs> he's four five guy. Um, I think he's like six one, has a pretty good wingspan, um, mm-hmm. has great hustle and pursuit to the ball. Um, as I said, me. So when he hits somebody, he want to he want to lay you out. Um, <laughs> I say it's great pursuit because he made the same backside a tackle on Jameer Gibbs and Deuce Fine, um, where it was like an outside zone and he was in the middle of the field because he actually played strong side linebacker for mm-hmm. Texas. I thought he played middle, but no, he played strong side. So he's literally way across the field. And he literally, because of his hustle and pursuit, lays them out, like clear mm-hmm. across the field, you know, running past guys. So he's that guy. He could just kind of run with a, like a chicken with his head cut off. Mm-hmm. The reason why I still gave the pick a C is because I had ready to go linebacker still on the board. And so I I don't think, I think he's raw. And this is a guy that Dan Quinn got because he doesn't really care like where your floor is. If he thinks you have a high ceiling, he's going to get you because he believes that he can coach you up. Mm-hmm. So Overshown, he's really new to the position. Uh, this past season, it was only his second season play, uh, playing linebacker. Mm-hmm. So he's not really too familiar on, you know, what he's seeing. Um, so you don't really want him in a thinking position, hence why he wasn't the middle linebacker. And then as well, because he just trans, he's only been a linebacker for two years. Uh, his frame is pretty small, mm-hmm. like his weight. And so he does not have block shedding uh, ability at all. Okay. Like none at all. So it's like if a guard or um, tackle, you know, get their hands on him and, I'm not saying he's never been able to shed blocks because people will people who love Overshawn will show you a couple of clips, you know, where he, you know, <laughs> bounced a, a guard off of him. But I'm like, okay, guys, but when you watch the film, like just keep letting it play, 
nine times out of ten, he's going to be stonewalled. Mm -hmm. Um, he does have blitz ability, but again, if they pick him up, he can't he he cannot shed blocks. So that's you know my knock on him because for a linebacker, unless you're a weak side linebacker, you need to be able to shed blocks. So, but maybe he'll play the weak side linebacker where he won't even be responsible for that. Uh, but we did hear on the draft show as well that the defensive line is going to be focused more about attacking their keys and and attacking their man and pushing them back, mm -hmm. uh, which can leave the lanes open for the linebackers. Yeah, because yeah. we struggle because our philosophy, which I didn't even know that I thought that was just Rob Marinelli, but no, our philosophy has still been you stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Like it's been focused on getting mm -hmm. to the backfield. I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. That's yeah. So, so yeah, according to sure quote cohort, what's his name? Coach Floyd Sharif, who's our mm -hmm. assistant defensive line coach. He was like, it's been, you know, get up field, but now we're going to focus on attacking our keys, uh, basically pushing, pushing your man back so that the linebackers can flow free. So that's something that we're going to see different in our defensive uh, tackles um, or defensive line. You know, now they'll be focused on collapsing or attacking their guys so that our linebackers can stop getting freaking guards on them. Because to be honest, we know there's only certain special linebackers that can actually shed blocks <laughs> because yeah. it's yeah. something that's kind of is pretty difficult uh for their smaller frame. They're not a defensive end or tackle. They're smaller than them. So yeah. to be shedding blocks on 300-pound linemen is kind of difficult. So Wow. Well, you didn't taught me something tonight. I didn't know that. Um, but, well, then that, you know, that speaks to what, you know, been going on, you know? <laughs> right. So we I'm saw the philosophy change, though, in the 49ers game. We saw yeah. where the, the defense, because they didn't run on us. The 49ers, like, we held their defense to 19 points. So, mm -hmm. I mean, their offense, sorry. We held their offense to 19 points. And that was through what? Them being able to sustain their blocks, allowing the linebackers to feel. You know, so that's essentially, you know, how they switched their philosophy. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be looking out and I want to see how, you know, Overshone had, you know, his ability to play. Um, and because we're going to need someone. I just think that uh, Vanishar is, I don't know, he's been hurt a lot. And I don't know. I mean, last year he had a, he had a great season. I would give it to him. He had LVE. You talking about yeah. LVE? Yes. Okay. Yes. He he had a great season. I ain't gonna say great, but it was a good season he, comeback because he's been hurt a lot. Um, and so yeah, I feel like yeah, he yeah. came back and proved himself last season, and that's what right. I, I believe helped him get hit get re-signed uh, with his last season play. Absolutely, I agree with you hundred percent on that. He definitely um LVE is a really good linebacker. He's been playing out of position because he's not really truly in the NFL. He, When he was a star, he was not a middle linebacker. That was Jalen Smith. He was a weak side linebacker. Um, because we can see, like, he's a great open field tackler. Um, he's got good pursuit. But where he suffers from is he doesn't really like to feel. And so he doesn't like to feel. He doesn't like to hit those gaps. He's mm -hmm. very smart, like he's super smart, knows the playbook through and through, 
you know, Dan Quinn loves loves LVE because when LVE was out, our defense was lost because LVE is the brains on that defense. And so it's like it makes sense to put him at middle linebacker because of how yeah. smart he is. But when it comes to how he plays, it's like I don't know because – but he can feel he just doesn't like to. You yeah, that's what I'm about you to know? Like um, He really didn't start, like, feeling and hitting gaps till Damone came, uh, which I think it was more so – some people think that it was Damone putting pressure, but I think it was more so just um, – him and Damone had similar injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it just was like encouragement. Cause I think LVE has just been kind of like been playing scared, but I think his true position is you do want LVE not having to take on as many blocks. Cause I think if he could just fly around, he, yeah. you would see a lot better LVE. He's also pretty, pretty good in pass coverage as well. Um, he can run the linebackers, tight ends, and stuff like that, but he just it's that feeling he doesn't want to fill his gaps. He he catches the tackle sometimes that really, really piss people off. So <laughs> uh if he can, you know, get out of his head and do it more consistently, I think everybody would be high on him because everybody who's low on him is simply because of that. Like he doesn't he won't penetrate the gap and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I must agree with that. I must yeah. agree. All right. Pick number four. The edge guy from San Jose State. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? For for he Fahoko. Fahoko. Fahoko, just like Simi. Okay, yes. Um mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about him? I think this is a great pickup. Um, it's somebody that could, you know, get behind uh Micah and them and, and, and learn a lot and, and and actually rotate in and out to give them breathers. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I graded him out as an A pick. Um, you know, based on what we got him, he was Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he had like 19 tackles for loss in 2022 and 10 sacks. So <laughs> this kid, um, he really does. He has a super high motor. He's very violent with his hands. He's physical. He's big enough to move to kick in um, on the inside and the coaches, uh, defensive line coaches confirm that as well. So overall, I think he's a he's a great pick. He's a lot of fun. I think just like you said, he's going to be a, ro- a rotational guy, um, a guy that fills in if somebody gets hurt or something like that. I don't expect him to come in and take anybody's job, but I do expect him to come in and learn and be a good uh, depth piece. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, pick number six, uh, Eric Scott Jr., cornerback out of Southern Miss. Uh, right here, I haven't watched any film on him. Um, mm-hmm. I just know what they, you know, stated um, during the draft when they drafted him and things like that, but haven't got into, like, the depth of his game and mm-hmm. all of what he can do. Have you done that yet? Yes, yeah, so I've looked at his film. I give him a D. <laughs> Um, he's pretty much was picked because of traits. Um, I think he had like the second longest wingspan of all the corners, you know, Dan Quinn and his traits. So, you know, he's got some ball, um, what's it called? He's got some ball skills, um, considering I think he had two picks in 2022 and he returned both of them for pick sixes. Um, so he's got that, that ability. Um, but 
when you watch his film, he hates tackling. Mm. Um, like he hates y'all say y'all y'all hate digs, like y'all would hate this, <laughs> y'all would hate this guy 10 times more because he <laughs> is totally. I mean, at least digs will try to like throw his shoulder in there, you know what I'm saying? This guy that's like, what digs totally, do, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying digs will do that, but I'm saying oh. this guy, like he just Stands flat-footed, looks at like he don't want no parts. Oh, oh okay. He wants zero parts of uh, tackling, uh, <laughs> stopping the run. When it comes to you know him being a corner, he's got okay coverage skills. That's what I would say. You know, okay. he gets beat, he wins a rep. He gets beat, he wins a rep. You know, so. But I mean, he's a sixth-round pick, so you know, and he went, he went to a small school. So mm -hmm. you, uh, some of the content creators, I haven't gotten into our undrafted free agents film, yeah, but, you know, there's some guys that, that some corners that we picked up, they say he's better, you know, they're better than him. Wow. And then you also think, you know, we picked him when we could have picked Eli Ricks out of Alabama who ended up signing with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i give it a d but we'll see you know we'll we'll see but he's giving me you remember reggie robinson from the 2020 draft i, I do <laughs> yeah he's giving me reggie robinson vibes which we know what happened to him never got on the field switched yeah. his position twenty thousand times and he was cut so wow. Wow. <laughs> i think that's the vibe that he get. could prove me wrong he could prove me wrong but from the film i'm like He's okay. I, I, I don't think he's great. Maybe maybe he can be a special teams ace. Maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pick number six, and this is my second favorite pick, and I'm just so surprised that he lasted this long. And this is yep. Duke Spawn. Um, what do you have to say about him? Because I, like I said, this is my second favorite pick out of this whole entire draft. Right. Deuce is my guy, 100%. I was super-duper excited um, that we got Deuce. As I said earlier, I was pissed because I was like, when I went back, because I was like, we picked this corner over Deuce. We could have lost Deuce because Deuce had no business uh, to me being in the sixth uh, I round. I, I think even with his height, I know everybody, you know, he's 5'5", five, five and he weighs this, whatever, but I'm like, even with that, like, should that have knocked him down to the sixth round with the production that this kid put up you mm. know not only production but i mean you can clearly see in his film i mean this was a bell cow back mm -hmm. for kansas state i mean he blocks catch, he pass blocks well catches the ball very well uh i did a whole video on how mike mccarthy literally said his plan for him is randall cobbish so mm. um this guy is i mean he's super electric he was the most exciting person uh, draft prospect out of all the draft prospects that I watched. He was the most exciting to watch on film. Um, so I ended up putting him as my running back one over Gibbs and B. John because that's what I felt. I was like, if Deuce was 5'10", you know, if he was five inches taller, like it wouldn't be crazy that I put him ahead of them because he would be in that top three category. There were some people that had Gibbs over Bijan, you mm. know, so I think he would be right up there, but people obviously didn't put him up there because of his weight. Yeah. But he definitely should not have been no six-round pick, you know, just based off of, like I said, talent, production, 
And you're playing for a pretty big school. It's not like he he played for K State. He didn't play for uh, Southern Mississippi or you know <laughs> some yeah. small school. Like he played for a huge school. Uh, yeah. Won their won the Big Twelve championship against TCU. Like, ah, anyway. and then we got and we <laughs> have gotten in the past have gotten uh, some good players out of K uh, State. You know, mm-hmm. Terrence Newman, right? He was a cornerback yep. out of K State. So yeah, K State totally. Yeah. So there's there was no reason. Yeah, there's no reason for him to drop. But I'm super excited for uh, having Deuce. I hope that he can compete for – I hope we have a plan for him. I just don't – because our coaches in the past have a history of getting players and not using them. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that we use him. Like, I, I want him to get on the field. Like, figure out something where there's returning punts. I don't know, doing some jet sweeps, um, whatever. But I want him to be on the field. Um, I do think that he can compete – excuse me, he can compete with – um Ronald Jones for RB2. Um, I think he's better than Ronald Jones. I mean, no, not to Ronald Jones. I think he's great. But um, I think just Deuce is obviously just light years better than him. You know, when it comes to being electric, uh, his agility, I mean, all of those things. So 100% excited about Deuce. Yeah, and and I hope, um, like I said, I was talking earlier. I don't know how long Tony Pollard is out, um, will be out, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, but whatever, yeah. I still think we need to do that two headed running back, how we switch up. Cause it tires the defense down and it also rests the running backs, you know? And so I hope right. that we still do that, uh, um, with, uh, Zeke gone, you know? Right. I, I, I agree. We definitely need to keep the tandem, and Deuce is a guy that he wants – people are labeling him as a scat back, and he is not a scat back. Mm-hmm. As I said, like, he's a Bill Cow back. So he runs great between the tackles. He runs great outside the tackles. Uh, so I, I don't want the – you know, I hope they don't try to, oh, we're just going to have you do this type because this is what we think, you know, you should be doing when he's shown you he can be a pace back, you know. I can run through the middle, get us a steady 10 yards, you know, like Zeke. Now, he obviously does not have the frame. I am not saying that he is Zeke. Nobody in this uh, century, right? No, not century, but, yeah, I think nobody in the last 10 years has had the college film of a running back as Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so I don't, I'm not saying that he's Zeke, but I do think that with Zeke, you, I mean, with I'm still praying we get Zeke back, but I do think with Deuce you can you can pace a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was saying earlier as well. Um, even though Zeke has taken a beating over the years, he has played um, and also like kind of slowed down. You know, that's with age um, mm-hmm. and the wear and tear. I still feel he's a great short yardage guy, and also hey, you mess around and not tackle him, he can you know stretch the field right so zeke yep 100 percent. i agree with you i had so many arguments with people about saying that zeke is washed zeke is in no way washed um Mm -hmm. i did another video just the last night on my late night show breaking down our offensive line and how our offensive line scheme changed and how you know zeke has been a back i just watched today our 2016 divisional 
playoff game versus uh, the Packers. Just watch it again because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's just always narratives where people will say, you know, like, I remember Dak was terrible. He was out that whole game, you know, whole first half. And I'm like, was he? Because at the half it was 13 and 21. But anyway, so just going back and, and watching, you know, what we did, and I'm like, one, our offensive line was just so freaking dominant. I mean, I literally said like every single by every person on our offensive line was were maulers in the run game. Mm-hmm. And Zeke also had a fullback. And you know, that's that's really where Zeke thrives. Like he is a downhill, you know, inside zone power run, you know, gap running type of back. And yeah. primarily, you know, we I didn't even know this, but we have been running outside zone schemes. So uh, there's just reasons, you know, when you have some a back as dynamic as Zeke, and when you see, you know, everybody every time 2021, 2020, there's like, oh, Zeke's got the burst, you know, he looks real, real good. And then, you know, when he tails off because he freaking got hurt, not because his knee, well, yeah. it doesn't seem like his knee is deteriorating, like his leg literally got flipped back, like anybody. <laughs> And if that happens to anybody, like you're going to be hurt. And, you know, Zeke is a guy that plays hurt. Mm. So, you know, unfortunately Mm. for him, you know, was we hate when players play hurt because when they play hurt, we just say they're trash and washed, you know? So it's sad, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I still hope we can get Zeke back eventually. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping too, and I've seen a lot of reports saying that we haven't closed the door on that possibility either. You know, right? And, and then I kind of wondered, like, if he comes back now, he has to get a new number because you didn't gave 21 away. You know, <laughs> With, <laughs> He could yeah, go yep, back, yep, go, go back, back to his Ohio State. Like, <laughs> I really hope we, bro. I, it's just like we just can't imagine, like. Bro, we win the Super Bowl, we get to the Super Bowl, and we don't have Zeke. It's like this guy, crushing. this guy was our guy like for years. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like to have another Cowboys great leave out of here without getting a trophy from us, you know, like that, yeah. that sucks. Like, I really don't want to see that. I really don't yeah. want to see that. I, I agree. Super Bowl where Zeke can't be there, you know, with Dak. You know, they they done everything together, you know. When yeah. when Zeke got released, like Dak was posting pictures and everything. Like Zeke is his friend, friend for real. So it's like that it, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? To if you can get to the pinnacle finally, because they've had to deal with a lot changes of scheme, bad coaching. You know, both of them injuries. They've been through a lot. Yeah, so lot. Zeke went through that legal issue in 2017. You know, Dak's brother committed suicide. Like. They've been through a lot. So, you know, yeah. and it seems now that the freaking stars are aligning. And for him to not be here when we're about to switch to an inside zone, you know, downhill running scheme again, like that sucks. That really sucks. Cause it's like, yeah, but yeah, I, I told <laughs> I don't you. Talk so much about Zeke, but it's just like, it's sad. That's all yeah. I can say. Yes, we have a, a comment from Facebook. Um, Pierre Johnson, running game will take the stress off deck throwing interceptions. Um, I would say it, it would take the stress off him, period. Um, you know, and hopefully, you know, with the play calling of Mike, that you know, we won't be throwing over 40 times a game, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If you go back and see the games that we're throwing over 40 times a game, we end up losing, you know. It's, if we stay right absolutely. around the 30. 
35 is pushing it, but I feel if we stay around the 30, you know, range of throwing the ball that, 25 you know, to 30 times. Yes, yes. Dak really thrives. Um, Law put the numbers out. Dak's Dak plays almost perfect when he plays, I think he says 25 to 28 times or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um but you're 100% right. Like, it's not good for any quarterback. Um, y'all can go over another guy to plug. I'm just plugging guys. But, I mean, these are guys that already did the research. Like, Henny the Moore already wrote an article. Um, his his channel is HTM Sports, but he already yep. wrote an article uh, about um, how it's not good for any quarterback, how quarterbacks' winning percent- percentages plummet when they had to pass the ball 30 to 35 times, like it's not good. It's not good for them. It allow and not good for them because there's just so much stuff that can go wrong with the pass. Your quarterback can get hurt. Your offensive lineman can get hurt. Your wide receivers could get hurt. Your wide receivers can drop the ball. That happened to Dak. Wide receivers dropping the ball. Yes. Bobbling the ball. Now it's an interception. <laughs> like yep. there's so much to go wrong. Even Troy Aikman said that Jimmy Johnson told him, like, he told him, I don't want you passing that much. Like, I know if I keep you at this number, you're gonna be because what is Troy Aikman known for? His accuracy, right? He was yep. extremely accurate. But it's like when you're putting too much on your quarterback, they can't function. Like it's not that they can't function, but you're just the more you keep passing, just the more things can go wrong. That's right. Period. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not only it's not only on the quarterback because we see a lot of stuff. A lot of those interceptions are not on deck. It's from the wide receivers as well. A hundred percent. That's what I was saying. Wide receivers dropping balls. Wide receivers sabotaging that. Literally the 49ers game. Like what Michael Gallup did on that first interception was a sabotage. And I don't care what he says. I think Michael Gallup got mad at law, but he knows <laughs> he effed up. Like yeah. there is no way we, it was the same route we saw. What's the same? T.Y. ran on the other side. It was a comeback route. Yep. You did not come back to the ball. You literally hesitated, then went out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, Everybody says, every analyst, Fred Warner, Mike Martz, JT Sullivan, all these quarterback guys were literally like, that is quarterback sabotage. Yeah. So only Michael Gallup thinks that he didn't mess up. It's only him. (laughs) No, I I didn't mess up. It's like, yes, you did. Because it doesn't even matter. Like, even Mike Martz said it. He was like, if y'all know Mike Martz, he's the coach of the greatest show on turf. Mm -hmm. He's the coach of that team. So, um he literally said, like, yeah, the ball was a little bit late. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was late. But he was like, even if it was a little bit late, like, that should have not been an interception. At the worst, it's a drop ball or a batted down ball, but an interception? Yes, yes. Like, these wide receivers uh, watching today, like, the 2016 divi- uh, divisional game, let people tell it. It's like, oh, Dax, Dax what, couldn't do what he could. You know, he was struggling that first half. I'm like, did y'all see how many drop balls, drop touchdowns? Correct, correct, yes. Our uh, uh, wide receivers being snowflakes at the point of attack, not attacking the ball. Like, Dak was throwing the ball. Like, they let people tell it. They were saying, like, Dak was just missing throw. I'm like, he was literally throwing. 
Bryce Butler, he hit him, or or it was Bryce Butler or Terrence Williams, he hit him in his chest, bounced the ball right off his chest. So, <laughs> so I'm just like, Dak, dang, Dak been getting sabotaged, bro. Like, if Dak had A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase and yeah. Travis Kelsey and Justin Jefferson, do y'all know what Dak would do with those wide receivers? That's right. That's right. T. Higgins, like, come on now. Like, y'all got to be real about it. Yeah, and that's why I said earlier, too, that, you know, I felt J.J. in the front office failed us, uh, not last year, but the year before when they got rid of Amari Cooper for little or nothing. So it was, I don't <laughs> think it was about the money. It was just that I think. Oh, Amari no, they Cooper, was, yeah, they hated him. They was mad at Amari. They, yeah, was, he, they, he wasn't wearing his mask like they wanted yeah, him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's Dallas Mavericks game <laughs> definitely about the CVID. Yeah. You know, don't want to say nothing, say the word because you get flagged. But it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely about that. Like that was the what they did to Mark Cooper. Like it was really just disgusting. Like how they did him. Like Amari Cooper, this man took a pay cut to come here. Then we come to yep. we find out he was going to take another pay cut. They didn't even offer it to him. Like That's right. he wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy period. And the front office just cut him like he was trash. You know what I'm saying? Like that was I I I still don't get that move to this day. Like that was what you call a straight up non-football decision. Like 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. definitely it's sad, but Yep. yep. <sighs> He's I- a brown now, so Yes, he's an op, unfortunately. Yep. But. So speaking <laughs> of wide receivers, that uh takes us to our final round, round seven pick, which is Jalen Brooks, wide receiver out of South Carolina. And here again, I haven't done any research or watched any film on Brooks. Um, but tell me what you think. Um Brooks is really good. He was a, I gave him like a B, I think, uh, a B or a B plus. He was surprisingly good. I didn't know him at all. You know what I'm saying? He played for South Carolina. Um, and I think we ended up getting him because he gave Ringo the business uh, when, they, when they played Georgia. He was like their number, uh, he was their leading wide receiver in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Was killing Ringo on stop routes, drag routes. Was killing Ringo, um, and as y'all know, Ringo went to the ops. So uh, I think you know I'm just being funny, but he's a, <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, he can be utilized out of the backfield because they kind of use him um, out of the back as the backfield like a running back a little bit, um, like on um, what do you call those? Uh, I want to say. Uh, I can't think of like the curve route, but basically they threw him the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he also is good on drag routes, really good on stop routes. Um, I think it was last year he had that crazy one-handed catch. Um, like if you go, if you type in his highlight reel, like that's for sure gonna be in there. Um, so he definitely has some ability, and he blocks really well. So I really think he was brought in to be a potential Noah Brown replacement as a fifth wide receiver. As we know, our fourth wide receiver is going to, is a competition between Tolbert and Simi Fajoko. Yeah. Um, and so that fifth is up to, I'm guessing Turpin, but we still got, we still got undrafted free agents from last year on the roster. So, we got a lot of guys on this roster. So training camp is going to be a gauntlet because 
this is going to be survival of this. It's going to be real hard, to, I feel like, to make this 53. Mm-hmm. And it seems like with the new regime change, like, it's no positions are given. Like, if you listen to our mm-hmm. offensive line coach, he's like, listen, we're going to figure out who's the best five. Like, it, it seems like because he don't know these guys like Philbin did, you know, like Philbin didn't want Tyler Smith. And he, he made sure Tyler Smith was going to be the backup, you know, mm-hmm. over behind Connor McGovern. But – our new offensive line coach, like he don't. I will say the only two guys that are for sure is Tyron and Zach Martin, and those because and just because how he spoke about them, like those are the leaders, you know. So yeah. those, I mean, those are Hall of Fame, Hall, Hall yeah. of Famers. <laughs> but everybody else, like Tyler, be honest, everybody else position is on the bubble. Everybody else's position is going to have to be a hundred percent earned, and I think that's how it should be because that's how you yeah. get the best oh. people. That's right. Last year, we were sitting some guys like last year. I'm like, why are we sitting Noah Brown and Doris Armstrong in the preseason? Like, they just, oh, they just really solidified their spots. Like, come on now. Like, we didn't even give, like, Noah Brown should have been out there competing. <laughs> Maybe he could have got replaced with Simi. You know, like, he yep. should have been out there competing. He should not have been on the bench of, yep, I'm going to be the number two wide receiver. Like, that was ridiculous. But, Anyway, it is what it is. That was our old coach. Yeah, yeah. And so, I want to go out of Tobert as well. But I yeah. feel that um ha, I forgot his name. I'm I'm getting old. Number 13. Oh, Gallup. 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 I felt like mm-hmm. he came on strong towards the end. Um, and I'm so anxious to see him play and see how it goes because um what he done before he got you know injured and then got his contract while he was injured. I felt right. like that's what we needed. And so I'm just waiting to see if he's going to continue getting better or he's going to end up, you know, getting replaced, you know? Yep. This is a, a big year for Gallup um, because we gave him the same, like basically the Mari Cooper contract, which is like, it's basically two years with like three voidable years. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't do something this year, um, I think he definitely is going to be on the bubble. Obviously, last year he was rushed out there. He should yeah. not have been out there. Yeah. He yep. should not have returned till maybe Green Bay, uh, possibly, you know, the Vikings game. But we rushed him out there, um, and he did not perform up to par. But also another reason, look at the scheme that we were running. A lot mm-hmm. of stop routes, a lot of curls. That's probably the last thing you want a receiver who just came off a uh, what was it a torn ACL or torn or torn MCL? Like yeah. that's the last types of routes that you want them running. That's so, so true. <laughs> like in in college, Michael Gallup was a he was a drag slant. He was a yak guy as well. So, um, Michael Gallup has also not been used to his full potential under Kellen Moore. So we see there's a lot of guys. You know, a lot of our stars, or a lot of guys that, you know, we were sure about, they started waning. They started declining under Killer Moore. Mm-hmm. Like, he's literally, you know, for lack of a better word, a star killer. Like, all your stars start to look re- real, real weird in his system. Like, you know, Amari Cooper only had 800 yards because he wasn't targeting him. You know, those types of things. There's a lot of issues with Killer Moore. So, yeah. That's why we celebrate, right? That he's gone. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. A and huge, forward... huge celebration that he's got. Yes. Yes. Looking forward to the new regime. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, we can do some things and get back to uh, winning Super Bowls, you know. Um, yep. I just, I just have exactly one... what we want to do. That's right. I, I just have one concern that we didn't pick up a, 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 a offensive lineman. Like, you know, what do we do if Tyron get hurt again? I know yeah. a lot of shifting gonna gonna happen, but happen, but like what you forgot you about our fifth round pick. We didn't talk about him. Austin you Richards, our tackle from North Carolina. You are so right. How, <laughs> do, I, how do I miss that? No, it's okay. okay. I think I totally missed it. I had my sheet printed out and I I don't know yeah, how you missed. Oh, let's talk about him. Yeah, <laughs> you're so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one, the left guard position, that is the one position that they're trying to find out who is 100% right for that position. Because Mm -hmm. they try to ask um, Will McClay, they try to ask the offensive line coach, like, who's going to play left guard? Because, of course, Mm -hmm. that's what we all was wondering. Because I was team... Before the draft, we need to make our offensive line elite again. I want top five. We need to go in here. We need to get one of those tackles. You know, Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones was my guy, Perry Johnson Jr. We need to trade up. Like, we got to get one of these guys. We didn't do that. So, you know, a lot of people, and that's really why people were low on the draft, uh, because we did not get an offensive uh, uh, offensive lineman in the high rounds. Mm-hmm. But – Going through and looking at Awesome's film, he has technical issues, but everything you want out of a tackle and a guard, he has it. But he his his feet, not that he has bad feet, but I say his feet are a mess technically. Mm-hmm. You know, and but he does things sometimes, and then sometimes he doesn't do them. So he really just needs to be coached up. I don't know why these offensive linemen coach. I mean, Tyler Smith had the same issue. It's like, why did y'all let him play like this? Like, wh- why didn't y'all coach up his technique? I don't know why. I've been meaning to ask one of the offensive line gurus in our community, you know, Vach or the mm-hmm. OC. Like, why is college, why do these offensive linemen coach let these guys have this poor technique knowing that you cannot play like that in the league? <laughs> Yeah. So, but I, I honestly think, um, but yeah, he's really powerful. He had some um, fun tape against uh, Miles Murphy, was a first round pick. He had good tape against um, Isaiah Foskey uh, out of Notre Dame. I think he was a top three, uh, top three rounds. I'm not sure where he went, but I think he went in the top three rounds. Uh, def- defensive end, he also had a film last year against Jermaine Johnson. So, um, which we know went in, I think, the second round to the Jets last year. So, all the tools, he's got everything. He's got length. He's got the um, athletic ability. uh, He's got the meanness. You can see it on tape. Uh, He just needs to be coached up to to get his technical things in order. And I think, you know, send him to Duke, Manny Weather, (laughs) who we send all of our offensive lines uh, to. And Duke should clean him right up, just like they, he yeah. cleaned up Tyler Smith. So yeah. I think one off season with Duke, 
he's going to be looking great. So I don't think the position is his per se to lose, but I do think, you know, he's in the running for it. Um, awesome is in the running. Also the tackle slash guard that we got Chuma, Chuma Ndoga yeah. as well. He's also in the running for it because he also has some good tools in his belt. Uh, we still got Avante Collins. So we got a lot of guys. We got – they're talking about they're switching Josh Ball to guard. So we have a lot of guys that are going to compete for that that spot. And so that's what I was saying. I'm going to shameless plug. If y'all go to my channel, Stargazer Sports, um, I went – I literally went in through an in-depth view of our offensive line and, like, why we're going to be dominant this year. And I was saying that I think we've been too focused – on the personnel. I think we have the personnel. We have our left guard in the building. He just got to be coached up. And we have not only connections with Duke Manningweather in Dallas, but also who's like the offensive line guru in the mm -hmm. nation. But we also have coach Mike Solari, who is our offensive line coach, who I go into an in-depth review of him and his previous offensive lines in Seattle in the 40, and when he was the offensive line coach in uh, the 49ers land. So we have the coaches there to coach these guys up. I, I think out of um out of Chumandoga, uh awesome ball, Avante, one of those guys are gonna be our left guard. Okay. Okay. And I think, and I think, you know, they're they're going to be darn, you know, good at it. Like it's not going to be like, you know, I think one of those guys can solidify themselves as our starting left guard, and I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with it. Wow, wow! I just think they got to be coached. <laughs> like they got to be coached up. And Philbin was not. Um, no offense, you know, but Philbin, Philbin was not the greatest of coaches, offensive line coaches. Because I also talk about him and his offensive line philosophy and stuff like that. Because I'm like, mm, wasn't the best. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think I think we got the personnel in the building with our offensive line. I think you know it's just we gonna find out at camp who it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they could still they could bring in Dalton Reisner from Broncos land. Good, That's good. a great guard. Like, there's still guys out there on the streets that we can bring in. If we say, mm, we want to bring in some extra competition. Like, yeah. so we really are going to find out at camp who our left guard is going to be. So, Cowboys Nation, y'all listening, stop panicking. <laughs> I know we all wanted that offensive lineman in the draft. We did not get it. But I think we got him in the building. We got to stop panicking. We got to trust the process. We got to trust our coaches. We are scarred because we have been under Kellen Moore for years. So we are panicking, right? We don't think like, God, can can these players, we didn't see them like, okay, but there's coaches. We got new coaches. We got to remember that. We got new coaches. We got a new offensive philosophy. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, folks, <laughs> I'm going to go look at that video that you uh, produced and I'm going to and sure, I'm going to feel a lot better after that and not as nervous uh, as I have been. So I'm yeah, going to go watch it. And I suggest you all go watch it as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Please, guys, if y'all go to my channel, Stargazer Sports, I do an in-depth, you know, review of it. 
And literally somebody commented today and it really made me happy. He was like, wow, I feel a lot better about offensive line. I'm like, yeah. So then that's, you know, why I made it. Cause I think people, you know, it's just a little, it's a slight panic. I'm not saying people are like, you know, screaming, but there's a slight panic in a lot of fans in Cowboys nation, because they're like, this offensive line has got to get better. And, you know, I really think it comes from, I'm sorry, I'm talking a little bit too much, but I really really think it comes from watching that Eagles offensive line. Like, I don't care what no one says. I I don't know what PFF ranked it or not, but the Eagles offensive line was the best line in football this year. Yes, I agree. Those, not only are they huge, but like the mauler mentality, the the push off the ball mentality, the cohesiveness of the line. And the thing is they like maybe one or two of them had to miss like a couple of games, but they got to pretty much keep that starting five all season. And Mike said that like your win percentage is literally tied to your offensive line. Like if you can keep your your offensive line the same five, if you can have that same five as you started off with going in the playoffs, like it's directly tied to like a high win percentage. So, you know, hopefully with our scheme and stuff like that, you know, we because I was pissed off last year when Terrence still got hurt because it was killing more passing the ball. We didn't need to do That's that, right. and he got him That's hurt. Right. That's right. I remember. <laughs> when, I got pissed Right, too. yeah, and when Terry still went down, our running game went to hell. So it's this like, hopefully we're going to allow our guys to do what they do best. Yeah. Um, um, Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, um, Terrence Steele. Those guys are maulers. They want to push off the ball. They want to get their hands on somebody, and they want to pancake them. They want to yeah. slam them to the ground. So I want, and Coach Mike Solari said that our theme, our offensive, our offensive line philosophy this year is finish. It's about finishing, guys. Finish your block. Because that is something that we didn't see. Even in Hall of Famer Zach Martin, there was no finish of blocks. It was a lot of on the ground. I didn't like that. I don't like to see my offensive line on the ground constantly. So, you know, but as I said, it was a, it was. It seemed to be because I almost made, and I still might make it. Has Zach Martin regress video <laughs> because it was just frustrating seeing him. Like, what is he doing? But I think you know it was the the scheme that messes up. So hopefully this year we fit the scheme to the players, mm-hmm. and we'll see a resurgence of dominance. Is what I'm is what I'm hoping and praying for. <laughs> Hey, me too. Me yeah. too. Well, Stargazer, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming over here in the grown and sexy cigar lounge with your boy, <laughs> Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. I Absolutely. appreciate you. Know this is your home. Just like, you know, come in whatever you want and, and, and I'll pull you right up. Um, you, you're, you're, I was telling them earlier, like, she just doesn't watch football. She watched football and she knows her stuff, you all. Just wait <laughs> you all here and you all will see. So, like, again, I appreciate you. Whenever I'm on, whenever you need, want to come on, just hit me up and you're on. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
yes, Mr. Real yes. Talk Cowboy for having me on your show. Um, I was so happy, you know, when it, you invited me. Um, want to collab with more content creators and things like that. And so I'm very appreciative of this moment. You allow me to come on your platform. Uh, hopefully this will not be the last time I'm on your, on your platform. I'm be. probably going to have you on my platform uh, okay. because I really like, you know, our, our vibe, you know, because different content creators, if you vibe with them, then you do shows with them. So yeah. uh, I definitely, you know, like the vibe between us. And hopefully we can continue to do some collabs in the future, um, educating and, and talking and encouraging um, Cowboys Nation. So that's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Hey, Cowboy Nation, it's your boy, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. Um, we have uh, Stargazer here on. Please go and follow her on all of her social media platforms. Um, send her some cash apps. Support her um, as she is very knowledgeable, as you all can see. She just doesn't watch football, but she knows <laughs> football, and that's what I like about her. Um, again, we thank you all for watching. Go support her on all of her social media platform, as well as myself, um, Mr. Real Talk Cowboy. I am on podcast now, as well as Patreon. So go ahead over there and subscribe and follow, folks. Again, we thank you all. Uh, Stargazer, thank you so much again. And we look forward to the next time you join in the show, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good, uh, good night. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Stargazer. I appreciate it. Thank you.